Welcome to the Ocean Hills Podcast. Our hope is that today's message would help you connect more deeply with God and with others. If you would like more information on what is happening in the Ocean Hills community, check out our website at oceanhills.org or download the Ocean Hills app. If you are encouraged by our ministry and would like to partner with us financially, you can give through your mobile device by texting Ocean Hills to 77977. We hope you enjoy this message. Good morning, everybody. My name is John Ireland. Man, it's great to be with you all. Hey, before I jump into the message, I just, uh, as I was looking around, I was so appreciative in my heart for, uh, we we have folks here today that uh, are, and I'm going to have you stand up, we have people here today that uh, are doctors and nurses in the medical field. Uh, Last six months has been rough. Would you guys stand up? We want to bless you and pray for you. We have firefighters here. I saw some of our firefighters that are here this morning. And then also our teachers. Teachers are in the front line. What an adjustment. If you're a teacher, a firefighter, a police officer, a doctor in the medical, let's just wherever you're sitting, would you just kind of reach a hand toward that person that's standing and let's pray a blessing over them. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. And may our Lord lift up his countenance, his favor, upon you and give you peace and protection now and always in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you guys for living beyond yourself. Okay, we're going to play just a quick game called word association. One word, one word, one word. I want you to know, I want you to say to the person next to you, the first thought that comes to your mind when I say the word baptism. Baptism. What word, what, what thought comes to your mind? Baptism. I went around and I asked people this morning, what word, what, what's the word? Here's what I heard. Cold. Dunk. Sacrament. Robes. Religious. What word did you have? Today we're going to talk about this word, baptism. We are in a series. We're calling it COVID Clarity. And uh, if you've been watching online, you know it's really about us getting crystal clear about our holy marching orders. Why does the church exist? It exists to fulfill the Great Commission and the Great Commandment. The Great Commission and the Great Commandment. The Great Commandment is to love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and to love your neighbor, to love everyone always. And then the Great Commission, Jesus said at the end of Matthew 28 to go make disciples, not go be a Christian, not go be religious, not go to church, go make disciples, go make disciples. And we're looking at the Great Commission. Jesus said, all authority on heaven and in, on earth has been given to me. He's claiming to have all authority. And then he uses that word, therefore, because of that, because I have authority, all authority, he says, go make disciples. And uh, today we're looking at he, why, why, why would he include baptism as part of making disciples? He says, go make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And uh, I'm just going to take a few moments this morning to talk about this. Why did Jesus include baptism as part of 
being and making disciples. Two words I'm going to use, identification and incorporation. So the first reason is baptism really has to do with an identification with the death and resurrection of Jesus. Another word we might use is initiation. Do you know what that word initiate? Anybody ever been initiated into something? I'm going to tell you a story. I don't want the kids here to... Uh, to, to see me as a role model, but when I played hockey in Berkeley, we had, one of my teams, we had an initiation for the rookies, and if they made the team, we shaved their left eyebrow off. That was part of, if you're going to be on the team, we're going to shave off your, I don't know why we did that, we were kind of mean, but that just meant you were part of us. That meant you were, you were a real hockey player. Well, when you look at scripture, it talks about baptism as an initiation, as identifying with the death and with the resurrection of Jesus. I'm going to read a passage out of Romans chapter 6. Don't you know that all of us who were baptized into Christ Jesus, we were baptized into his death. We were therefore buried with him through baptism into death. Why? In order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. That's the part you want to underline. Baptism is all about living a new life. It's being buried to an old life. And then coming up out of the water is that symbol of resurrection. Being buried in the water is symbolic of death. Dying to my old selfish ways of living. Dying to the old unhealthy, toxic ways of thinking, dying to my old self-destructive choices, and then coming up, as Paul says, that we too may live a new life. He says it this way in Colossians 2, going under the water was a burial of your old life. Coming up out of it was a resurrection. God raising you from the dead as he did Christ. When you were stuck in your old, dead life, you were incapable of responding to God. But God brought you alive right along with Christ. Think of it. All sins forgiven, the slate wiped clean, the old arrest warrant canceled and nailed to Christ's cross. The new life. See, baptism is about initiation, identifying with Jesus. I want to die to my old life, and I actually really want to live a new life. I want to become more like Jesus. That's what the new life is. It's not becoming more religious, becoming more judgmental, becoming more, I'm better than you. It's about becoming more selfless, more freed up, more surrendered, humble, compassionate, lifting others up, utterly and completely for others. It's a, it's a life of sacrificial love. That's the Christian life. And baptism is that outward expression of the inward reality, that change of heart. It's a declaration that I'm receiving this gift of forgiveness, of being cleansed of my own life, my old life, and being raised up to a new life, and I'm making a commitment to do that. I love what uh, Max Lucado, he, he has a quote that I love. He says this, Baptism 
separates the tire kickers from the car buyers. Baptism separates those of us that are just kind of looking in, kind of on the sidelines. Well, I'm kind of, it separates the tire kickers from the car buyers. Rick Warren likens baptism to a wedding ring. If you're married, just look at that ring. That ring is a symbol of a commitment you've made in your heart to another person. It's an outward symbol of an inward commitment that you made. And so when we get baptized, it is a symbol, and even beyond a symbol, I think there's mystery. We embrace the mystery around what happens when we're buried in the water and then we come out, that cleansing, that new life. We embrace the mystery of God unleashing his spirit into our life in a fresh way. And so that's the first why of why we get baptized. It's about identifying publicly, being initiated into the death and resurrection, saying, I want a new life. I want to die to an old life. But here's the second. It's the word incorporation. It's being incorporated into a second family, into a God family, into the family of God. If you think back into the Genesis 1, into creation, when God created uh, the planet, the universe, and human beings. It's interesting if you read the narrative, the movement from the impersonal, let there be light, let there be separation between the waters and the land, let there be, it's kind of an impersonal too. Then he sa God says, let us make mankind in our image. So notice the language, God speaking of himself in plural, us, our, let us make man in our, that's where we get that Trinitarian language, the triune God, God is three in one, the Trinity, the word Trinity is not used in scripture, but we, that's, this is where we form our theology of the Trinity, right here in Genesis 1, and then here in the great commandment, commandment when Jesus says, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. What's the meaning of this? God is a family. Have you ever thought of God just in and of himself is a family who is three persons, Father, Son, Holy Spirit? I love the way one scholar said this. God is a family united in selfless love, each person utterly and completely for the other. And so God becomes a family that we get to be part of. Does that make sense? God's saying, I'm a family. The three of us are a family, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And now, as you get baptized, you get to be part of this God family. You belong to God's family. You are included. You are important. Did you know that's what the Bible says? You are important. Your life matters to God. And therefore, it matters to everybody in the family of God. It's interesting, if you read the New Testament, people that put their faith in Christ, people who received God, the Spirit of God, and said, I, I want to be forgiven. I want this new life. I'm ready for it. In the New Testament, they were baptized almost always the same day. As soon as a person decides, I am going to respond to Christ in faith, they are encouraged to be baptized. Listen to Acts chapter 2. Those who accepted the message were baptized. Acts 8, where Philip goes to the uh, Ethiopian eunuch and uh, 
It says, then Philip began with the very passage of scripture that he was reading. He told him the good news about Jesus. And as the two of them traveled along, they came to some water. And the Ethiopian said, look, here's some water. Why shouldn't I be baptized? And they gave orders for the chariot to stop. And then both Philip and the Ethiopian went down into the water and Philip baptized him. That interesting, you know, it, it feels like in the church today that baptism is not the great commission, it's the great omission. It's like, it's not a commandment, it's a suggestion. I'm going to guess, I don't know, but I know that there are many of you that have never been baptized, but you've been following God your whole life. You've been going to church your whole life, and you, you actually never, I, I have a friend who I'm not going to name, but uh, he's waiting, he's waiting for the Jordan River. I'm not going to be baptized until I'm in Israel. I'm like, why? That's not what the Bible says. The New Testament doesn't teach that. It says when you believe, you are baptized. That's a, it's a responsiveness to the Word of God. And I'm just thinking this morning, uh, how many of us use these excuses of why we shouldn't be baptized? We're like, ah, I didn't bring extra clothes today. Some of you are thinking that right now. And I'm, as I'm talking, some of you are going, I'm actually that person that's never, and I'm, and I'm kind of embarrassed uh, I've been a Christian forever. I've been at Ocean Hills forever. No one would ever know or think that I haven't been baptized. I can't do it now. No, you can do it now. Some of you are going, it's too cold. Some of you are going, my family's not in town. And some of you are going, I, I'm just too embarrassed. I'm going to just tell you my baptism story. I came to know Christ in a personal way when I was in high school, 15 years old. And nobody ever told me that I should be baptized. They, I just, nobody said, now you should be baptized. Uh, I never, and so I, I didn't get baptized. And I went, uh, graduated high school, went to college, graduated high school, and I went to Mexico City after I graduated college to work in a church. And my wife, Natalie, is where, this is where we met, and, uh, that year, she put her faith in Christ, and so the missionary team, we did a baptism service, and Natalie was getting baptized. I was baptizing Natalie, and Jerry Reed, the missionary, the covenant missionary, uh, looked at me, and he goes, when were you baptized, John? Now, just imagine that moment, that awkward moment for me. Uh, I haven't been baptized. He says, well, then we're baptizing you and Nat we got, Natalie and I got baptized together. It was just such a, I was the one who felt embarrassed, and I almost lied about being baptized earlier because I was so embarrassed. I mean, it's just so crazy, right, what we do to hide, to cover up. This, the family of God, there's not a better day than today to say, I want to be identified with the death and resurrection of Jesus. I want that old life to be gone. And I want to stand up and say, I want to be part of the family of God. I want to contribute to the family of God. I want to make God's family even better by using my gifts, my skills, my talents, my abilities. So I'm going to close this in prayer. And then we do have a couple people being baptized, but it does open the door for anybody that wants to be baptized today. You're willing, or if you're willing to get beyond the reasons, the hundreds of reasons why maybe you shouldn't, you're going to be invited to come up here. But let me, let me lead us in a prayer. And uh, why don't you put your, your hand on your heart? This is such a great moment, whether you've been baptized or not. Let's reaffirm our faith. 
on these two principles. So let me pray for us and make my prayer your prayer. Kind Heavenly Father, you are a God who is so good, so gracious. We read in the scriptures of the promises that are yes and amen in Jesus, that your love never fails over and over and over and over again. The scriptures declare that your love never fails. It's unfailing. It never gives up on us. And so today, right here on East Beach in Santa Barbara, I proclaim in my heart that I identify with your death and resurrection. Today I commit and I recommit to daily die to my old life. And I commit to living a new life, your way, God, the way of love. And I pray that you'd fill me with your spirit, fill us with your Holy Spirit. And Father, I know that for me, the COVID pandemic hasn't brought out the best in me. And so I acknowledge that. I confess that there's been more stress than peace, more anger than gentleness, more judgment than mercy, more condemnation than grace, more irritability than empathy, more indifference than compassion, more arrogance than humility. And today, I, I want to die to that. We want to die to that old self that just keeps raising up its ugly head of selfishness. And today, Lord, I say thank you for including me in your family. I commit to being part of making this God family better by using my gifts, my voice, my money, my influence, and my prayers. And so do something in my heart today. Do something in all of our hearts today. We want to live that new life and today we commit ourselves and recommit ourselves to being the best version of ourselves, the person that you dream for us to become, living a life of sacrificial love. In the name of Jesus, amen. Before you re-enter your day, we hope that you will take just a few moments to pause and respond to what God has put on your heart through this message. Thank you again for listening to the Ocean Hills podcast. For access to more sermons, visit the Watch and Listen page on OceanHills.org or find them on the Ocean Hills app.